Playfield and Associates is based in Sydney on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Gadigal elders and to traditional custodians of country throughout Australia. From Clarefield and Associates, I'm Claire, and I'm pleased that you could join me for this episode of What Now, What Next? Insights into Australia's tertiary education sector. Episode 93, and this week I was joined by two wonderful women, Anastasia Horoslavitz and Jody Bellier. Jody is the manager of the MEGT Foundation, which has been established to provide scholarships to help women in need to pursue their tertiary education goals. And Anastasia is a student at RMIT and a recipient of an MEGT Foundation scholarship. As you'll hear, the foundation is new. Anastasia is one of the first group of women assisted by the foundation, and it has so far been focused on supporting students based in Victoria. As it grows, it will have a national presence. But if you have students and you're Victoria-based for the moment um, who you think need some extra financial support to help them achieve their goals, then you'll find a link to the MEGT Foundation website in the notes of this episode. Um, and a quick note that I was on the board of MEGT when it set up the foundation. It has been driven by the dedication and the vision of the chair of the board, Barry O'Gorman, and one particular um, director, Robert Ball, uh, as well as obviously by Jody herself. And if you need any further inspiration about the powerful difference that education and Australian education providers can make, Anastasia is a Ukrainian refugee who came to Australia last year fleeing the war. She has been learning English as a second language and pursuing studies in screen and media at RMIT. Two amazing women. Here are their stories and insights. And, you know, long-time listeners go, here she goes again. She's saying how much she excited she is by the guest that she's introducing. But it is an absolute privilege to be speaking to two fantastic women today. I'm joined on the podcast this week by Jodie Ballier, who is the MEGT Foundation Manager. And we're going to talk, she does a number of other things as well, but we're going to talk particularly about the work of the MEGT Foundation and a true inspiration, Anastasia Horoslavitz. Have I said that close? Anastasia's nodding at me. I, I haven't mangled her surname too much. Who is a student at RMIT, but she comes to Australia from Ukraine, having left because of the war and having some support for her studies through the MEGT Foundation. And my voice has already gone a little bit emotional for thinking about some of what you've been through, Anastasia, and we'll we'll talk about that, but we will get first into it by, I'm going to start with you, Jody. I asked my guests to start off and talk a bit about their background, their career in the sector, and what they're currently doing. So Jody, thank you for your time and welcome. Claire, thank you for uh, having us on your podcast today. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with Anastasia. 
So a bit about me, I have been working in the community, government, education, training, philanthropic sector for over 35 years. So I'm a bit of a dinosaur, you could say, with lots of experience. And I suppose my my mission or my why as a woman in the sector is very much about supporting and empowering people to find their why and to live into their human potential. And I know that uh, from my experience delivering programs across Australia, there is absolutely um, a number of ways we can do that through education, training, personal development programs. And for me, it's about supporting those that are really recovering and healing from trauma in its various forms. And it could be young people, it can be women, it can be men, to support them, get that next leg up into something, be it training or education or a part-time job, that's going to start to give them some empowerment and sense of there's more to life and I've got capacity to create my own life. So the role at the MEGT Foundation, I remember my interview well with Barry and Robert, and I knew the job appeared on my LinkedIn feed feed three times. It was like this flashing light, Jody, and it was over a period of three weeks, and I went, right, this is a sign I need to apply. And I applied, and I can never forget going into my interview and going, this is the job for me. This is made for me felt like I was going to be able to bring every skill I'd acquired over the course of my career to be able to support other women um, into further education and employment. So I landed the foundation role and have over the last 12 months piloted the first scholarship round of which Anastasia is one of the incredible eight scholars. And we've recently just launched the second round and we hope to fund another 10 to 15 scholars for the next 12 months. And Anastasia uh, has touched everyone's heart in the scholarship, one by story, but two by her incredible courage and tenacity to take this opportunity and make it her own. Brilliant. And we'll talk a bit more about the foundation. And Jody, I think the second round is currently open. So we might also include a link to that in the episode notes if, if people are interested or perhaps their students are. So we'll certainly do that. Now, Anastasia, over to you. Talk to us about a bit about your background what it is that you're currently studying and maybe a little bit about your connection um, with Jody. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us on the podcast. My name is Anastasia Harislavets and I am originally from Ukraine. I came to Australia in May 2022 as a refugee due to the ongoing war in my homeland. Currently, I am pursuing a qualification in screen and media in MIT University, focusing on animation, gaming, and visual effects. This opportunity has been made possible through the MAGT Foundation Scholarship Program, which I'm incredibly grateful, grateful for. With this scholarship, I can develop my skills, knowledges, and I'm and field 
where I'm passionate about and pave the way for a rewarding career in the creative industry. Brilliant. And did you work in the creative industries back in Ukraine or is this a change in your career, Anastasia? In Ukraine, I was working for graphic I was working as a graphic designer for five years and now it's a little bit changing because I desire to become a UXUI designer with with a vector for developing my design skills, visual effects, animation and like all these fields that this my program include. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. So it's really taking some of what you were doing and your previous knowledge and RMIT is helping you expand into, I guess, more modern kind of forms of, I'm not really across UX design, but yes, absolutely. The whole animation is a really big and, and growing field with the, the use of virtual reality and, and other technologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, we're very, very lucky to have you here in Australia as a student at one of our universities. Jody, I'm going to turn back to you and the work you do at the foundation. Firstly, I should disclose, up until quite recently, I was a board member of MEGT and a big shout out to the chair of the board. You mentioned Barry and also to one of my former fellow directors, Robert Ball, who have just been real drivers of the MEGT Foundation, really very involved in, you know, working with you to to help to set it up. So what is the foundation? You've talked about it is just in its infancy, but where are you currently up to? Talk to us about some of the the women that you've been helping and and what's coming in the future. Um, Yes, Claire, Barry and Robert have been incredible in their support of me and and what we are offering and you know a credit to them that you know they have really backed the need for these scholarships to focus on supporting vulnerable women into education employment and training and I think that to me is a massive gap and need in this country and you know more recently yesterday ran a briefing session for scholars for the next program I do an intro into what to expect if you want to apply this is the criteria and I had the pleasure of meeting a woman who will apply and she is a single mum of four children she's come from Palestine she's resettled in Australia she has a PhD in mechanical engineering and she cannot get work in Australia Um, and this is it's a bit of an aside Claire There is so many women in this country from overseas that are resettling as refugees, asylum seekers or immigrants with incredible qualifications that cannot work. This country is missing out on the talent that these women bring and they can't afford it, often because they're fleeing domestic and family violence in this country. They're single parents and they do not have the financial means to support themselves to reskill. And I think There's a piece of work, I was actually speaking to someone yesterday saying, there's a piece of research work here that we need to be doing to elevate this issue because the talent that we are dampening down or not maximising is just sitting there for the taking and it's an incredible shame. So that's a bit of an aside. But essentially that leads to the, the reality that this program is for women that want to 
uh, skill themselves up in a qualification. It could be a cert two, three, four, the first year of a degree course to start to pursue their career and bring to life their career aspirations so that they can actually, one, move away and, and out of poverty and disadvantage and start to, one, uh, be able to support their families more effectively. But also, uh, you know, we all know that employment is really important for our self-esteem and confidence. So, you know, the more women we who are recovering from trauma that have these opportunities, it gives them meaning and purpose and improves their self-esteem. So the scholarship is an initial step I see in supporting women that don't get the opportunity. We have a young woman with a disability who's a current scholar and she can only work part-time, but she's always wanted to be a social worker. And she's currently doing an incredible amount of work with Scouting Association as a, as a youth lead. But because of her disability, she would never be able to afford to go back to study. So we've been able to fund the first year of her social work degree. And I imagine we will continue to support her over the next three years. But she's been really clear, and her clip is on our website, that she would not have been able to afford this sort of opportunity because the scholarship program supports living expenses. You know, we can cover Wi-Fi, some travel. Essentially, there's a bit of a checklist of things that women can choose to apply for. And depending on their circumstances, we will fund elements of that depending on their need. So it's we're not just funding one thing. There's a bit of flexibility in what we fund women based on their need. So, um, Claire, I feel like I'm rambling now. No, you're not. I'm gonna just hold, yeah. I'm just going to pause there because I do want to emphasise. I think it's it's really a testament to what you, Barry O'Gorman, as the chair, Robert Ball as the director, have pulled together. I know you've got an advisory board as well. That this is a foundation which provides scholarships which can be within a set of criteria but which can be tailored to different women's needs it's not just in no way do I want to disparage any other great scholarship schemes and foundations but this is it might pay part of your tuition fees it might pay all of them or if you're eligible for a free or a an income contingent place, then it might, you might have needs with childcare fees or a range of different other expenses. And I think that is really celebrating individual needs and, and support for those individuals. So the part where slightly lost, uh, where I asked a big rambling question, Jody was, talk to us about the future. So you're rolling out phase two now, or year two now. So um, the vision that we hope to land is that we will scale it into another state or states and territories next year. And the other uh, concept that I would like and are planning to give a proposal to the board about, Claire. <laughs> and um, I'll be hearing if they're listening into the podcast. <laughs> 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 Through your propose, what are you proposing? Well, I do believe that MEGT as a national organization has a range of suppliers and organizations that really closely with that may want to jump on board and help fund more scholarships so that we can offer greater numbers of women the opportunity 
that Anastasia is having. So, so that's a proposal I'm working on so that I can present to the board and say, this is what I'd like to do if, you know, we've got a certain amount of money that we invest in the scholarships each year. I want to grow that amount so we're supporting women. So how do I do that? So that's my vision. Brilliant. Great. Can't wait to see where that goes. And, again, if people are interested, we'll put a link to to the website in the notes so that they can have a look at uh, the work that you're currently doing and the women that you're helping and connect if they want to, you know, uh, be more involved. And Anastasia, I'm going to ask my last question of you, and I hope this isn't too personal, but I wonder if you would be prepared to share with listeners what it's been like to move around the other side of the world, to be studying in a foreign language and trying to build your new career. What do you think? So the listeners to this podcast are people who work in the education sector lessons do they need to know about helping students like you to settle in and and find your feet? What are some experiences you'd be happy to share? Moving to Australia as a refugee has been both challenging and transformative. Firstly, adapting to a new country. Culture and language has been significant adjustment. English is my second language and it presented initial barrier when I came to finding employment and pursuing future study. Every morning I wake up and start thinking about where to start when I had nothing. What should I do and where should I go? What I should grab and hold on? Uh, the right decision was to solve problems as they came as they came up. So I start with the most necessary thing, just start learning English at the school. However, I have been fortunate to receive support from the MAGT organization. The scholarship has provided me with the opportunity to study and help me to overcome the language barrier and gain qualifications needed to establish a successful career in Australia. Building a new career from scratch in foreign country is absolutely overwhelming task, but support I have received made it much more manageable and they they have not only provided financial assistance, but they have also offered guidance, mentorship, connections with the connections connection with other people. The support has given me to confidence and motivation to per- pursue my dreams and work towards with bright future. And I want to say that listeners need to understand that as a new arrived refugees. They are not alone in this journey. The organization like MAGT and government initiatives that care about providing opportunities and support to individuals like me. Um, through these programs, that refugees can rebuild their lives, contribute to the society and pursue their ambitions, all while feeling safe, valued and supported in their new home. Yes, uh, 
Thank you so much for your question and opportunities to share my story to anyone listening who may be facing similar challenges as a refugee or newcomer. Anastasia, you are an inspiration. I don't know how you have the courage that it takes to move across the world in such circumstances and start your life over again. I'm in awe of what you are doing. I am thrilled to hear that you feel safe and supported. And Jody, full credit to you and the others in the network that surrounds Anastasia and other women, helping them to to pursue their goals and education being such an important part of that. Um, Ladies, you are both fantastic, inspirational guests, and I have learned such a lot from you. Thank you both very much for making the time to talk with me. Thank you so much. Thanks, Claire.